Week 13 is in the books. The draft order is set. What are some of the draft storylines? Where do the Washington Commanders go in the 2024 NFL draft for the top five pick? We'll talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, the daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydays. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst, and I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champion with them LSU Bengal Tigers. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers. But, man, I'm going to say equally as important, the other side to this Locked On NFL Draft podcast, man, when we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football. And what we say over here is that it all starts with the draft, man. Today, we have a heck of a slice, man. So go ahead and hit that like button. Man, drop your comments. We want y'all to comment on YouTube. Uh, comment to us, right? Talk to us. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel with DP. Real quick, man, NFL Week 13 recap. We're going to talk draft storylines. Then we're going to head into the rookie report. There were some big-time games by some rookies, but also an interesting conversation we're going to have about a certain wide receiver on an AFC contending team. And then we're going to hop into the locker room and hand out those game balls. But, DP, let's jump straight into this draft storyline. Keith, the Washington Commanders right now have a top-five pick. Right now, per NFL.com, they are slated with the fourth pick in the draft. They have lost four straight games. We know there's going to be some turnover with the coaching staff, things of that nature. They already fired their defensive coordinator. And I sat there and I thought about where do the Washington commanders go, right? You're top five. Do you go Jaden Daniels? Do you replace Sam Howell? We know a new coaching staff is going to come in. But, Keith, I think this is – and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that the way that the Titans were trending, they were going to be with the first team that we expect the tackle to come off the board with. Mm-hmm. I don't think so anymore, Keith. I think if this thing plays out the way it's happening, the Washington Commanders having a top five pick, I think this is an ideal spot for one of those offensive tackles or off, yeah, offensive tackles to come off the board or maybe, Keith, a Jared Verse, a Latu Latu, a edge rusher. You trade away your top two edges this season, midseason, at the trade deadline. You traded away Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears. You traded away Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers, right? You, like, this this team is trending in a position where it's literally rebuilding. They, 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 they're, they're headed towards, like, a full-fledged rebuild. Like, so those are the two positions I look at, Keith, whether it's Olu Fashanu or Joe Alt, right? Or it's Jarrett Verse, Dallas Turner, Leitu Latu. I think the trenches is where the Washington commanders need to start looking. I don't think quarterback is their biggest issue right now. But deep, I was just going to ask you that. So you're perfectly fine. Let's see if they're in that top two, top three, right? Because there's no telling how far the bottle can fall out of this, right? If they, right. they top two, top three, is this, um, okay, cool. We're not worried about Caleb Williams or Drake May in that situation for you, DP? It's, I think Caleb or Drake 
have higher, much higher season ceilings than the Sam Howell, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I think that the the what I what I deal with in that situation is you struggle to build an, an offensive line through free agency already before, right? right. With a rookie, with a, a quarterback on a rookie contract right now with, with Sam Howell, right? And I was like, okay, so you pass up, aim upgrading. Like, no matter how much we say quarterback is the most important position, the most important position group is the offensive line. And if you can't bolster that, if you can't improve that, if you choose to go against that, you're putting Caleb in a situation where he's running for his life the same way Sam Howell's running for his life. Drake May is going to be running for his life, right? So I think, you know, granted, those two guys are better prospects and better potential players with higher ceilings. It will be a tough it would be a tough conversation if I'm the GM and that's just like, all right, can I pass up on one of these upper echelon quarterbacks right. for two, one of these two elite tackles, man. And, and granted, this is a great tackle class too, Keith. So I get that some people say, well, DP, Keith, I can get a tackle in the second round. This is true. You could. That's really risky, though, because I expect <laughs> seven of them off the board in round one because it's just that good of a group. I would probably, I would lean probably to to upgrading quarterback, but it will be very difficult. You know, what I mean, if we can't, if we can't upgrade the offensive line in free agency, if we can't do that, I got to go O line in, in the in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it. I just, you know, I know that that's going to be a conversation, right? Especially if you're sitting there and that top two ish to top three ish, mm-hmm. and then, and I wonder what is the how much is this commander's franchise and organization going to follow like fan base appeal? Because like we said, right. Kellen Williams is from that DMV area. Right. Yeah. And then we talk about storyline selling. So we like, and that's something we're going to continue to talk about as the commanders move up the draft board. Um, Cause they're moving up the draft board rapidly. DP, they're doing anything, but also with the other, the other part of this too, DP, we have to remember that they're under, under new ownership, right. With the, the, the new owner, majority owner, then now you have magic Johnson. So this will be interesting to team because they won't have the same, um, I guess, trends that they usually have, right? Like it won't it won't be the same characteristics because it's totally different people making those decisions as far as for a football organization. Um, you ask me, DP, I'm cool with that, right? Like taking the offensive line, I, I feel confident in what Sam Howell could be. I think this team, they've went, I don't call it the Madden route, right? But Mm-hmm. They 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 went wide receiver, right? They have two wide receivers, right? Then they went, you know, quarterback. They found them a quarterback in the fifth round. But it's the trenches that they need to, especially on the offensive side of football, they need to address. So you look at the commanders, like you're perfectly fine. They draft a, a offensive tackle, then they go OT, then they go OG, then they draft an offensive guard, right? Like just, just keep <laughs> tripling and quadrupling down on this offensive line because it appears that you could potentially have a good quarterback in Sam Howell if you can just – just protect him up front. Then also the other thing I want to talk about for the, the commanders, DP, it has to be a run game. They have mm-hmm. to get a run game. Like that's extremely important. And I'm talking about this again, Trevion Henderson. I think he's from the DMV area again. I think this guy, I think he's from Virginia. If I believe man, like bring him home, right? If it's not Caleb Williams to bring the fan base home, bring Trevion Henderson home, uh, you know, to the DMV area and let him tote the rock because there has to be some type of balance. Like his, you know, Sam Howell has to be able to some game just to be able to rely on a run game to get out of there. No, hundred percent, Keith. And I want to pivot real quick to another storyline that I'm seeing kind of develop when it looks like, look at the, the NFL draft, right? And for me, Keith, I think about the New England Patriots. 
Bill mm. Belichick. Thinking about adding Drake May or Caleb Williams to Bill to a Bill Belichick led team. Do, now, do you feel not? Do you feel comfortable with that? That's, that's what I was going to ask you. And, the same question. I'm going to ask you this, DP. How? What is the the gap between Mac Jones and his skill set coming out of college compared to Drake May? Um. Okay, I'll put it into a a, a comparison of like a car. Um. A a a 1990s like Hyundai to a uh, Audi like a 2023 Audi like that's the that's that's the gap for me. That's a big gap. Where Drake May is the yeah, Audi. <laughs> it's it's a very big gap, Keith. And I think that the main thing is the reason why I'm a little hesitant with this with with Bill Belichick and and them taking one of these two quarterbacks. Because they haven't built a, a supporting cast, even that's around Mac team. Jones. Like, I didn't like yeah, the Mac the Jones part. pick, Keith. I hated it. I was like, top 15? No. You know what I'm saying? Justin Fields right there. Move up four spot. Go get Fields. Go get a guy that could potentially be a, a truck for you. But they have not given Mac Jones any weapons to really help his development, right? When you, you have a quarterback that's very limited, you give them more weapons to elevate their ceiling. And and they didn't do that, so I I think that's a big thing for me, Keith. Is I'm not I'm not completely confident in Bill Belichick drafting the quarterback yet again because you haven't shown the ability to add wide receiver help that makes sense. Not to Tyquan Thornton in the second round didn't make sense. No, a cold cold strange right in the first round. It, it it's it's quite a few, and then honestly after that, refusing to draft any other skill positions in the top three rounds. They, I, I think it took a- three. Interior offensive lineman, day two and day three of last like year. Three running backs. Yeah, remember they, they took like three running backs also. So I, I don't I don't I don't know DP, and that's the part that I have questions about. And I don't even know if the Patriot fan base, right? If I'm the Patriot, if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm not 100 percent confident in this thing because I wouldn't want to draft Drake me. Well, I would want to draft him, right? But I would be concerned about the 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 I guess the cap that's going to be on him because we can't find skill position players, right? And and that's just not stylistically what I want to do. That's what I wanted to ask. Can Basically, the reason I was asking about Drake May versus Mac Jones, because I wanted to know, can Drake May be one of those quarterbacks that overcomes having a lackluster um, supporting cast? But what we know is difficult, right? Like Justin Herbert has yet to win a playoff game, right? Like, we, like and these are the guys that we're calling generational talent. So if you're just a, a good quarterback, just imagine how much more help you need at that position and just what we need. So DP, I think it's going to be interesting, man. I like this draft storyline segment right here. We talk about a couple of these teams, man, as you know, the, the season is kind of winding down and more teams are looking to the draft, right? Realizing, you know what, we're just not that good. Super Bowl playoffs are not in our future. So we have to get better, man. But DP, I want to keep this thing going and flowing, man, with some players that already been drafted and coming up next is our rookie report. And like I said, we're going to have an interesting conversation about a rookie wide receiver on an AFC contender team coming up next. Finding the perfect holiday gift for your partner and or spouse is a challenge every single year. It doesn't matter how long you've been together, how much you love them, how important they are to you. It's hard to find the gift that is truly what you want to give them to show them how special they are. But how special is it to go through life with your partner and experience all the milestones together? Finding a truly meaningful gift can be tough when your loved ones are so important to you. But guys, with Skylight Frame, all the best moments of your past and present are right there to see and relive. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. How can you get in on this offer? Simple. Follow these directions. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase 
purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. To get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash locked on. Wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, Rasheed Rice. Had another solid game this week, Keith. You know, I think he was targeted, what, eight, nine times? He had, what, I think eight receptions, 64 yards. They did lose to the Green Bay Packers, but I think we've been saying it for a while. Like, he needs more volume to help Travis Kelsey and to help this this passing offense because when they get the ball to him, good things happen. Yeah, good good things happen. And I guess I, I, I want to kind of look at it in this lens, right? Like, what tier – is Rasheed Rice. And we talk about him because obviously last year he was a draft prospect, right? And I watched him out of SMU DP and I liked some of the things he did, right? I thought he was pretty good contested catch guy. Um, I, I thought that he was a pretty savvy route runner, right? Like guy kind of understands how to get open Um, down the field guy. He's not a guy that runs away from defenders, but because he can go up and play above the rim, right? You can give him an opportunity. But my question is this, that skill set, how reliable is it and then what's the ceiling and and what is he right now because you talk about the kansas city chiefs right and what they've drafted right like they drafted sky more they drafted rasheed yeah. rice right and and, and the, the those were the two young guys that they kind of put their eggs in that basket of saying we could be able to develop you but when you look at the chiefs it's like okay y'all just lost to the green bay packers are y'all good enough but we say that rasheed rice is number one wide receiver but what was rasheed rice at smu and what is Rasheed Rice now, and what does that rank in the NFL as far as being a potential number one wide receiver? Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's developing into a solid. He could develop into a solid wide receiver one type of option for this offense, right? Depends on how you view the points of your offense in terms of the passing game. Like he's a multifaceted weapon. Like where, like you said, he can win down the field. It's not going to be what like pure speed, but it's more so body positioning, body control, you know, be able to box guys out, play at the catch point. But you see him as he can work as a possession receiver in the quick game, but then he gives you yards after the catch ability as well. And open, like when he, he's not like, I think he has good speed, but it's more so build up speed. So you're talking about quick game, getting the ball out of his, getting the ball in his hands, and he's able to pivot and get upfield, and that's when you see that stride open up, and he starts to pull away from some guys a little bit. But is he going to win that kind of track meet foot race vertically down the field with with a corner in his hip pocket? Not nine times out of ten, no, right? So I think where he is is I view him as a guy that I want him to get the volume, nine to ten targets a game. Because when regardless of that, when they get the ball to him, he makes plays for him. And you can't say that about the rest of these receivers, right? Like, right, there's right, Tony right. stays hurt. Scott so, Moore has been a disappointment. You know what I mean? And, and, and well, Justin Ross thing. Like, it, it's they need to lean on him to help with Travis Kelsey and give you kind of that similar last year, that Juju Smith-Schuster one-two punch with uh, Travis Kelsey. That's what Rasheed Rice can do, but he's just a more explosive version of that. Okay, yeah. No, and I, and I thought it was just interesting because – I, you know, you know what I kind of who I kind of thought of when watching him in the NFL, and you think about that skill set. Um, and I'm gonna say the light version, right? So this is the B to C version of CD Lamb, right? Because we kind of say some of the similar things about CD Lamb that you know he isn't a guy that's just gonna run right past you, right? But also what they've done with CD CD Lamb is they don't 
he's not a stagnant alignment guy anymore, right? Like that's what the, he was with Amari Cooper, right? When Amari Cooper was there, but they started putting him in the slot. Now, if if the Kansas City Chiefs can start to mold their offense around him in that facet, I think he would be much more effective in the targets, right? right? But I think it's important to kind of push out who Rasheed Rice is as a player because I, I thought it was an interesting conversation. And we talked about this with another player. I can't remember, right? Like the best player on your team, but is he one of the best players in the NFL? You see what I'm saying? Right. And I thought that that's an important kind of conversation just to kind of add context with what Rasheed Rice. But, yeah, he did have another good game. But the question is, Rasheed Rice, not, we, we need not only good games, we're going to need some dominant games from you. We're going to need the OC to get Rasheed Rice involved because there's one-two punch of Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. But, DP, I know there was more rookies on that performed well, right, particularly your guy in Detroit had a big game. Oh, yeah, nine for nine. Nine targets, nine receptions, 140 yards, almost 16 yards per catch and a touchdown. And that's not just my guy. That's our guy, for, uh, uh, a locked-on NFL draft guy, Sam Laporta, tight end, man. And, Keith, he is on pace for over 900 yards for, I think, six, uh, I think eight total, eight-and-a-half touchdowns. He's on pace to – Getting to that, you know, when you think about, you always hear rookie tight ends struggle, right? There's only been, I think, two, two to, I think it's only been two uh, rookie tight ends in the NFL history that has eclipsed two to three, that has eclipsed a thousand or more yards. And he's on pace to get close to that. So you're talking about, he's already ninth in, in, in history in terms of rookie uh, receiving yards by a tight end in the season. And he's still got five games to go. So he's on pace for that, Keith. This young man he's, is balling, and he's he has the trust of his quarterback, Jared Goff. Would you say his yards were on the season? Right now, he's at six hundred, uh, six hundred seventy-nine receiving yards. He has sixty-four receptions and six touchdowns. Okay, and 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 so I'm gonna read out Travis Kelsey. Right, Travis Kelsey has seventy-four receptions, eight hundred and thirteen yards, and five touchdowns. Right, and what you understand is that he's in that ballpark, right? And we're not calling mm-hmm. him the next Travis Kelsey. Um, but if you listen to us last year, you knew that we were all Sam Laporta guys. Um, but also too, DP is that the offense isn't necessarily ran through him yet, right? Like that, that Kansas City Chiefs offense is run through um okay. Travis okay. Kelsey, right? Sam Laporta sometimes he's the number two and number three option. But I'll tell you what I really like about the Detroit Lions, DP, is that they've drafted these guys that everybody was critical of, but they're using them. Right. Like it was like the, the, and, and what you see is the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the general manager, we're all on the same page. Right. It, it's not the, the Arthur Smith situation where we're drafting these wide receivers and we're drafting these skill position players and we're not using them. I, I like the fact that it is something so simple, but you see it all the time. Right. They're, they're making a concerted effort to get these guys that they drafted involved. And that's not necessarily always the case. Right. And, and, and it's it's it's. Like I say, we shouldn't have to acknowledge that because that's that's almost common sense, but it's not common job. in the NFL, right? <laughs> that's your job. Did you want to draft these players? Your job is to put them in positions to help you win. But and the Detroit Lions has just done a good job of positional value be dang. Like they don't care. They don't care about that. Jameer Gibbs is making big explosive plays. Jameson Williams being healthy and off suspension, making explosive plays. Jack Campbell making his plays in the run game as a as a linebacker, be, showing his actual value to their team. Right, Sam Laporte. Like 
after hearing from Detroit Lions all draft season, we don't need a tight end. After you traded with TJ Hawkinson, I bet money you're happy right, right now. I guarantee you, you are happy about the fact that you drafted Sam Laporta right now. Draft good players and put them in position to to uh to put them in positive positions, and you can get positive results. Yep, I agree 100. percent I agree 100. percent DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's get it flowing, man. We have to make those appearances in those locker rooms. Coach K, Coach DP, coming up next, man. We were handing out game balls for the best NFL performances this week. Today's episode of Locked Through NFL Draft has been brought to you by Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. With basketball season here and thriving, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports and or leagues. For example, Steph Curry and Amara St. Brown at 11-and-a-half combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Do you want to play alongside some of Prospect's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community players under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest name in the prize pick community each and every week. This week on Prize Picks, this uh, upcoming Monday night football, I'm taking Tua Tungavaloa for over 280 and a half passing yards versus the Tennessee Titans. So all you need to do is go to prospects.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Coach K, Coach DP is going to walk into the Green Bay Packers locker room and, and, and look for QB1. Not Aaron Rodgers. No, he's in New York healing that, that Achilles. I'm talking about Jordan Love, Keith. I'm talking about Jordan Love. And a guy that I'm telling you, man, I, I, I am so excited about the potential of this offense. Jordan Love against Kansas, against the Kansas City Chiefs, against Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 36, 267 yards passing, three passing touchdowns. And he has a bunch of first and second year weapons, right? Tight end, Tucker Craft, first year player. Jaden Reed, first year player. Dontavion Wicks. First-year player. Uh, Christian Watson, what, second-year player. Romeo Dobbs, second-year player. Luke Musgrave, who's injured right now, is also a first-year player. He is developing and growing with young pieces around him. And, again, you're at home. You're hosting Pat Mahomes. We know what that can do to the psyche of a young QB that I got to do more. And he was like, I'm just going to do me. And that's the key. He didn't try to do more. He just did him. And I got to give my game ball to Jordan Love, man, because he played an outstanding game. And to knock off Pat Mahomes, who we've seen them, yeah, when they even when they struggled, we see second half, the Chiefs have come out storming. They've, they've, they've caught back up in games. They've taken control. And Jordan Love was like, yeah, not tonight, fellas. Not not Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Not the frozen tundra. Well, I'm going to take care. I'm going to protect this house. And, and I'm just excited about where this offense can go and where it could be. They valued the draft. They wanted to get this young player, this young quarterback, young playmakers, athletic playmakers, versatile playmakers, and they did a great job. We talked about the Detroit Lions drafting well. Man, the Packers have done the same thing. Yeah, they have DP, and I'm I'm in the same I'm I'm in the same spot. I'm going to Jordan Love, and I'm handing the game ball. That's that's big time. And you look at just the the Packers season, right? They started off two and three, right? It was like okay, cool. They they looked to be a solid. What they, they went two and one. I'm sorry, they started off two and one. Uh, you know, won two of their first two games. Then they went on to lose four in a row, DP. Then after that, 
They've won four of their last five games, right? So it's, it's been a roller coaster, but that's what you expect when you have a bunch of young players, right? It's not a veteran quarterback with young skill positions, right? It's a it's a young quarterback with young skill positions, and, and this thing has finally looked like it's meshing. And then also the head coach, LaFleur, he looks like he's finally understanding who Jordan Love is as a player, right? Because when you see these young quarterbacks make mistakes, sometimes you want to pull some off of them, right? Because you don't want to put them in that situation. And then, you know, the offense changes. And But it seems like they're hitting their stride. So if you if, if Jordan Love, listen, I'm handing them the game ball, and then I'm going to take them, go ahead, put them in the office, say, hey, bro, we got to finish. You know what I'm saying? The last quarter stretch of week 13 is in the books. We got to finish. We got four or five more games left to the season. We got to finish. We got to make these playoffs, right? The Chicago Bears have faulted. The Minnesota Vikings have faulted. We're on the upswing with this. Let's keep this thing going. We're probably not going to catch the Lions, but guess what's in play? A wild card spot, right? And let's go. And we let's guess what? If we get in the wild card and we still hot, there will be some teams that do not want to see us, right? At the end of the day, it's like, you know what? This team is just dangerous enough to beat us. And that's, then that's why I'm giving Jordan Love the game ball, giving that momentum. But DP, Jordan Love has a draft prospect. He was an interesting draft prospect, prospect for me because he had all of the physical tools you want, but I thought that there were clear mental lapses at times, yeah. right? Like, it's clear, like, why did you do that? You know, like, those, that type of situation. It was why a lot of hero ball. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of hero ball. And I wanted the, the Green Bay Packers, and we kind of discussed this already, right? But like we say, if, if Jordan Love turns out and he wins a playoff game and this turns out to be a solid quarterback, not a Hall of Fame and not an all-time great, but if he's just a good quarterback, the Green Bay Packers have figured this thing out. Draft your quarterbacks early and sit them for a couple of years, right? Don't right. be in a rush to put them out there with a bad football team and, and you don't have any help and you got bad Let somebody coaches. else take them, them bumps and bruises, dog. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. Let somebody else take them hits. No, you get a veteran that's going to be your bridge Hey, man, your offensive line ain't great right now. But you've been in the game for about seven, eight years. You'll be fine. All right? Your confidence ain't going to be shooken. We're not throwing our rookie out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let that, let that veteran, let that older guy take them them bumps and bruises and just get the young player. I, I, Keith, you're on to something. You're on to something there. If he continues to develop, they literally have kind of set the mold. With that, and it this will be a conversation for a different day, but it will pose the question, Will teams, we know it's a copycat league. Will teams say, you know what? Why should we start our rookie day one? You know what I, I mean? Like, DP, you know what? And and that and that's why I dislike the group think part of this because sometimes they group think and it's 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 talking heads that think they're sounding intelligent, but when you mm-hmm. actually pull back the layer of it making sense, it doesn't make sense. It, if I have a quarterback and then you're gonna tell me just throw him out there and let him get some experience experience doing what experience playing bad football how does that help dp you get what i'm saying like 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 if, if, if you're if you're your father right you, you have children if i go do something with my son play basketball and i'm letting him play the wrong way i am not helping him right you if we're trying to learn thing. numbers right and he's just saying whatever number and i'm like you know what at least you're trying son no that's not doing it the right way dp that makes absolutely no sense I want you to learn it the right way, right? And that's my point. And I, DP, I have no idea, right? Because they put themselves and they back themselves into this box, talking about the large-scale NFL community of, you get a rookie, play them immediately. Okay. And that's why we see consistently, you get five quarterbacks drafted in 2021, and four of them don't look like they could play football. That And that's scary. 
right? Because you just yeah, want yeah, to yeah. throw them out there. So, DP, is it, I, I, you know, we got to have this conversation. You know, we may save it, like, when we get close to the draft season and oh, dive yeah, in because, obviously, I know you can hear my the, the voice, the octaves kind of went up a little bit because it, it, it's something that, that kind of bothers me when I sit back and watch. Uh, we, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have, DP, a, a draft, um, like an NFL draft. I mean, it's like kind of like a pushback show, right? Like some yeah. of the things that people say, we're going to just push back like on that. and be like, I like you know that. We're going to have those discussions. Yeah, we're we going to have some fun discussions. But DP, man, that wraps up today's show, man. Another episode, Dom, with the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I want to say shout-out to our everydayers, man. Thank you for tapping in each and every single day, man. If you didn't like yet, like, hit the like button. If you didn't subscribe yet, hit the subscribe button. If you didn't comment, comment. Let us know how y'all feel about the quarterback situation. Do you want to start him or do you want do you want to sit him, right? Let us know how you feel about that conversation. But I, I am Keith Sanchez, man. You can find me on X at the talent code and then that is dp damian parson you can find him at dp underscore nfl man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back go subscribe and follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it is available thank you for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and every day shout out for being our everydayers tomorrow we're getting into quarterback prospects that may or may not be entering the draft. Looks like they're entering a different uh, a different portal, the transfer portal. We're going to get into those quarterbacks and where how we feel about them not going to the draft and what should they do in terms of what teams they should be looking to commit to uh, this offseason. So we can get into that. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.